Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh, joined as ever by my illustrious co-hosts, Ray and Mike. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? <clears throat> doing well, thank you. Hope you guys are having a great evening. I am doing A-OK. -okay. It's the technical term, I believe. A-OK. A-OK. Mike, um, uh, uh -huh. which, which queen countdown? Clock, T-minus. Two days. Two days. Well, you know, the actually, what I should say is, uh, they're turning off those servers tomorrow night at like nine p.m. Uh, my time zone. Oh wow, they're uh, gonna be off for like a day and a half. Basically. Wow. Um, right, well, I guess you know they'll be off until presumably reset, which will be noon on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. So they'll come on for reset, and I—I I mean, I would imagine that they will do some like stuff in those hours before the yeah. actual launch of like, you know, how they always do that in world stuff. Okay, question: Are there things that are getting vaulted again during yes. this? Okay, <gasps> that reminds me. I need to go do something. Uh, but yes, so <laughs> after uh, the podcast, vaulting, this is my fault. This is my fault. How did we you already did. start with Disney Talk? Damn it, Did we I'm even so talk about the Bungie being bought by Sony News? Uh, we never actually did talk about Which that. Which we, we can, can talk about after I tell you about how I... Yes, I am excited to look forward to this expansion. There's basically a gun that's a needler. That's not a needler now, but it is a needler okay. functionally. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, it's an cool. SMG. It's called the Osteostriga. Uh, if you, if you pre-order it like I did, you get a cool skin for it. Use our referral code down below in the description at www.givemikemoney.com. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, pretty excited. Uh, things getting vaulted. The uh, it the tangled shore is getting vaulted. Good. The it's forsaken go, yeah. the forsaken campaign is being vaulted. Okay. Uh, wow. What seems a little think... early for that, but. Yeah, it's only been two, three years. Maybe? Yeah, it's because a lot of it, if the Tangled Shore is going, it's all. I there, guess yeah, the, it's all there, so it kind of makes sense. Okay, it's uh, you know, I it's not as like, I mean, it just again, it like it puts Destiny in a really weird spot story wise. Uh, I mean, it, it has never been like people. I think used to say that like Destiny used to be an easier game to get into, and I don't know if that was ever necessarily true. Because I had no idea what I, what was happening when I first started playing Destiny, and I needed uh, a uh, a friend of your guys's to actually help me figure out what was happening. Mm. Um, and I appreciate them for doing that because I really like Destiny. Um, and it's it's just like I don't even there's not a great in, there's no great in-game way. There's like a little timeline, but mm -hmm. in the top right corner of your map screen. But like there's no real great way to see what like is going on if you're like someone who's gonna start playing the witch queen on tuesday and you've never played destiny before i mean it, it's like I, f I really understand those steam reviews that are like i have thousands of hours in this game uh i would not recommend it it's like i love this game this is my favorite game it's my favorite game But I just don't know if I can recommend it to people who have, like, never played a Destiny or aren't willing to be, like, 
you know, have me, like, personally escort them into Destiny to, like, help them have a good time. So I, I've been kind of saying this for years, and I say it uh, in our, like, group chats a lot. I don't know if I've ever said it on podcast. For casual people like me and Josh, this Destiny is not made for us. Mm-hmm. It's made for the mics of the, the world that, like... Uh, will dump a month's worth of game time into Destiny over the course of a year and, you know, be very happy that they did that. And that's not me trying to shit on it. It's like, you like what you like. You like that game. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not meant for the casual. It hasn't been for the casual audience um, since, like, I, I want to say the last expansion, the light one, where they added the cryo whatever. Well, once they started adding pay-to-win superpowers into the game, it wasn't for us anymore. Uh, I, I will disagree that it is a pay-to-win superpower. But, it, 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 it was when it first it came is out. Pre- well, yeah, it's been nerfed significantly since then. But When it first came uh, out, it was the, do you have this? Uh, no, don't play PvP. You're going to yeah. lose. <laughs> this, has, this, has, this has been adjusted, but uh, uh, it's still, still pretty good in those Nightfalls, I'll tell you that much. I uh, would say, you know, it... The, the weird, like, Destiny 2 is now, and all, you know, obviously they have made decisions throughout the course of Destiny and Destiny 2 based on, like, early development and the struggles that they've had with the engine and, mm-hmm. and everything and, and just trying to streamline as much as they can to the point where, like, you know, base Destiny 2 is basically not available anymore. So, like, yes, you yep. can get Destiny free to play, but, like, it's almost useless, uh, except as a launcher to then buy the later expansions. You know, as somebody who used to play a lot of Warframe, I remember an argument that like, oh, Warframe's weird because like the story's so disjointed and we don't really know what's going on and it's really hard to get into unless somebody sherpas you through it and Destiny's not too bad and there's a little bit more going on and yada yada. Destiny is now where Warframe was and I haven't played Warframe in years, so I don't know where it's at right now, but like, it's at that point where it's like there's so much that has gone on and changed mm-hmm. and the meta has evolved and you have to have a guide because most of the content that makes anything make sense that is releasing now is unplayable. So, yeah, yeah that's where it, we're I mean, it's just we are really in the weeds here. This expansion is one that has, like, is featuring the central character, Sabathun, who has been, like they have been building to this for a significant period of time and I, I think it'll still be compelling even if you are pretty new here but like they're like oh my gosh she was Osiris the, the whole time it's one's gonna be like who is Osiris like I don't know who that is <laughs> why why are we talking about the Egyptian god of you know of right. like everything yeah. all of a sudden I don't understand um, but so yeah it, that, that is just a, a problem that Destiny has right now you know, I, I think as far for like the Destiny community, I think the game is in the best spot it's ever been. You know, the they've really in the past where like they hadn't quite figured out the seasonal storytelling and seasonal loop of stuff. They've really hit like keeping like making it so it doesn't feel like there's huge droughts of stuff mm-hmm. in between like big content like expansions. Like, the seasonal things are really good little bits of lore and story and new drops of equipment and mods that change your builds and loadouts. Like, so it's like you said, Ray, it's a really, I think it's as for, like, the people who, like, make Destiny one of, like, the three games they play. Yeah. 
because it, it's in a it's in a super good spot and if uh, yeah I love you know and I, I think love like Destiny but I you mm -hmm. know it's one of those games I've played a lot of Destiny I love the story of Destiny I don't understand everything but like what we you know what I do talk about what I do learn about I very much enjoy but like yeah if Mike or Matt are not in the Discord when games are happening I am never gonna play Destiny. Because those two have yeah. to be there to I make think it yeah. compelling and interesting and fun, and to explain the wanky, wonky things that are happening throughout. But also, I'm gonna get Witch Queen and play, and you know. I'm I actually like uh, Destiny's PvP until Halo Infinite came out, and I haven't touched it since then. Cause Halo, cause that's all I wanted. I just wanted some good Halo. You're like, I want the gun mode. I want the gun only mode. Stop <laughs> double jumping. Stop that. <laughs> Not that nonsense. Uh, oh, right. but actually, Josh, I wanted oh. to, like you were, uh, like you were saying, how with like with the vaulting, and this kind of goes into like the, the actual news story, but like how you talk about with the vaulting, and it had making Destiny has always kind of been like a weird tumultuous kind of thing for Bungie because first they started this, you know, they were, uh, you know, working under Activision who wanted this to be like a, you know wanted this to be a Destiny 1, Destiny 2, Destiny 3 trilogy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, halfway through whatever time span of Destiny 2 is, they kind of, you know, there's a lot of changes that are made at the launch of Destiny 2 that are do not go over well with, like, the people like myself um, and the community, I would say, of de people who are subscribed to the Destiny Reddit. Let's just say that. That's the polite term. Uh, yeah. And uh, nerds, precisely. Um, and then so, but halfway through all of this, between then and now, Bungie goes independent, and then all of a sudden, this game, Destiny 2, that was supposed to be, you know, the stopgap between Destiny and Destiny 3, presumably, is now all of a sudden they have to pivot this from like a game that is going to be, you know when the PS5 comes out is when Destiny 3 will come out. So they had to go from that kind of expectation to this is like, this is the thing people are going to be playing. This this thing right here is what Destiny will be. This is the same th the same launcher.exe or whatever is going to be the same thing 10 years from now. And they have to like steer that ship and turn and come about and that is I think they are I think they have Beyond Light had a lot of under the hood changes to kind of like modernize the game in a way and but I think we're getting beginning to see more of that and I think that kind of ties into this news story where our, I think our last episode that was not game of the year was about you know lots of acquisitions yeah, Bungie is not Activision Blizzard, uh, but they have been. They were uh, uh, purchased by one uh, Sony, a name that is familiar, mm -hmm. uh, for three point six billion dollars. They do a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, I find it funny uh, in the gaming sphere because Bungie always threatens that when they go independent they've been doing this for 30 plus years when we go independent we're gonna do, have so much stuff we're gonna do and then they go independent for like a year or two then immediately get bought 
First it was by Microsoft, then it was by Activision Blizzard, then it was again by Sony. Mm -hmm. I think they don't like being independent. I think they say they like being independent. They they like the idea of being independent, but they don't like the cash flow of being independent. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, I, I you know, I don't want to read the tea leaves. I don't doubt that, you know, some people like having, that people at, at Bungie like having the, the freedom of independence. Um, that usually comes with being independent, obviously. But, sure. Uh, I mean, just like you guys said, you know, there's a difference between being a, you know, independent and, you know, I think by any kind of reasonable standard, Destiny 2 is doing pretty well. It's, yeah. you know, not like blowing up to the Twitch charts, but like, it's a, you know, very popular, like healthy population playing that yeah. game. One of the best looter shooters on the market. Yes. You know, how often have you heard about, you know, what the, the Destiny Killers, etc. you know, for like <laughs> comparison, you know, um... But like you guys said, cash flow is a weird thing. I think that I can't remember they oh, they got some investment from somebody, but um, shoot. Uh, but yes, that is probably a problem for them, and uh, it's also hard to say no uh, to three point six billion dollars. With 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 also like of that three point six billion dollars, almost what two point one billion of that is for employee retention incentives like most of that money is just going to make sure that the people at Bungie stay at Bungie mm -hmm. for the next couple of years because I, I think it really this acquisition goes into a big push from Sony to get into live service games in a bigger way yeah so they're like we want to make sure that this live service game is a cash flow for Sony and that the people behind it who have been who have taken what is essentially just a sequel in a, in a trilogy and turned it into this massive live service game stay there and continue to do that so honestly to you know it, it makes sense to me and, and you know they've, they've really show what their Sony has shown their commitment to that independent model by saying like look we're going to make sure your people stay here. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I, I also am of the understanding that uh, this is for a multimedia empire. Like, there's talks of a mm -hmm. Destiny show, whether it's live action or animated. Please be animated, because I just recently watched Arcane, which is the uh, animated version of League of Legends, and it is excellent. I used to play a lot of League of Legends, and Vi was my favorite character in that game. Uh, one of the few characters I actually bought when she came out. And she has a song that came out with her. Uh, so if they do something like that, or like Dota, Dota did Dragon's Blood, um, which is also a animated Netflix show, Pardon. that would be great. Mm -hmm. Or they could go the Halo live action route and everyone just kind of looks at it funny. And it might be good, it might not, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually like the cynical side of me says they're absolutely going the Halo live action route so long as they can attach a big name director to it. Oh. That's like <laughs> that. My, that makes my tummy hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of the other part of it too, because Destiny has like been, or like, you know, Luke Smith is now the like director of Destiny at I think at Bungie. That's like I can't remember what his exact title is, but essentially his job is like the director of Destiny. Not Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. Mm -hmm. Destiny. 
I mean, they is, should just stop calling so it Destiny 2. They should just call it Destiny, period. I, yes, everyone agrees with that. You should tell them that, not me. But I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I would if I was there. I know. I, like, <laughs> I think, Dude. honestly, yeah, they, they should just put out a press release and be like, all right, y'all. Destiny 2 wasn't supposed to happen. It had to happen. Y'all know why. We're just going to call them all again. We're just going to... Whoop, they should the just two change off. the font size of the two. So That's all it takes. Deep, deep. I mean, there's some legal proceeding and logo registration, but you're just like, you just put a big X through the two in the Destiny 2 logo, and that's it. Everything else stays the same. Legal. Handle handle what needs to be handled. But we dropped the ball. No, the, now the, no, what they should do is call it Destiny 1. Fuck yeah. Like, that, like, like the Xbox, you know? Oh, yeah, call it Destiny Series X. Destiny Series X. Destiny, oh, gosh. Um, yeah, because then wanna... there's Destiny. Destiny 2. Destiny O-N-E. That's what you oh. gotta do. But, I, actually, but... uh, I, I hope them the best in the future, because obviously, spe uh, for acquisitions, this isn't the first and won't be the last, we hope, mm -hmm. of Bungie getting... Uh, independent and acquired again by another company, it'll probably happen again. And it's fine because they've only been going up as a studio. They haven't exactly gone down. And I'm eager to see what their um, next game is going to be. But Josh uh, and Mike, you guys reminded me when you're talking about game accessibility and story accessibility. Can I talk with you guys a little bit about Final Fantasy XIV? You I sure you can. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> here we go, King. Um, I have been playing Final Fantasy XIV on and off since the Realm Reborn. Um, kind of, it's kind of a patch, but it's a re-release of the original game. Came out mm -hmm. in 2012, and a couple days ago, I finally beat the uh, Realm Reborn section of Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, gentlemen, I'm gonna do the meme. Starting as of the 22nd, they're reopening it back up. You could go play A Realm Reborn and Heavensward, the award-winning game, for free up to level 60 uh, for a free trial in a free month. Uh, unlimited playtime. You, hey, actually, you if you like Final Fantasy and you like MMOs, you absolutely should do that. There's parts in A Realm Reborn that suck, but the game is really good. Okay, so the thing that uh, Mike was talking about, <laughs> where, like if you're a brand new player, you get into the game, what are you supposed to do? The first thing the game does is it throws you into what's called the Novice Center. It's a chat with people of all different levels, from level 90 all the way to level 1, where they all talk and help with each other. Plus, it auto-cues you with the people in the mentor system. It auto-cues you with people that'll de-level them down to you, and you can party with them, do dungeons together, do raids together. You're not going to be doing raids till near the end of certain sections, but whatever. And the game is good it's so mm -hmm. fucking good i i'm so glad i was able to get back into it holy shit a lot of my friends dragged me back in to say like hey go play uh ff14 because uh endwalker the newest release that settles the entire story of all of final fantasy 14 uh, supposedly at the end of endwalker it's in the title that's it it's done that's the end of the game uh i am excited to play because i've got the heaven's word where you are fighting nothing but dragons during this uh, expansion of the uh -huh, game. Uh -huh. And it's fucking dope! Oh shit! I, I need to send you guys some of the trailer footage because there's that 
I'm gonna send you this gift. There's that gif of one of the dragoons where he's activating his gauntlets on because he sees a bunch of dragons in the distance he needs to knock out of the sky. I'm like, what's about to happen here? You get to the game, you get this gigantic city which is just a massive castle in the sky. You see a bunch of dragoons in the opening just leaping from the parapets of the castle, just striking down I dragons. I do like a drag dragoons are tight as fuck. Just like oh, in, just like in general. Dope! Um, you know what? I Hold on. I got to open up a secret Google Doc here for reasons. Hold on. Give me one second. For, for reasons? Uh -oh. For reasons. Don't mind me. That, that is my biggest uh, thing with the game having uh, FF14 is I thought I would be annoyed going back into it. But uh, going back into it for the past couple weeks, I have... It's rapidly becoming my top five favorite Final Fantasy games. Uh-oh. It rules. Oh, no. It's it's really good. It gives you a lot of different item, uh, not items, but um, a lot of different ways you can play the game. You can pick any class you want at any time. There, you don't just like like in World of Warcraft. You're like, I'm gonna be a rogue, and then you're locked into that. No, you could just say like, well, I found a spear. Can I be a dragoon? And you walk up to the person that teaches you to be a dragoon. Boom, that's it. You're a dragoon now. That's that's the end of it. Highly recommend it, and I'm sending uh, in our Discord chat this gif of the guy throwing on the gauntlet to take out the horde of dragons he's throwing uh, into the that are going to the sky. And I'm like, that that just the dedication to the craft of that animation, just mm, delicious. All right, looks good. Now see me, who has legitimately never actually played any sort of real MMO. Besides RuneScape before. <laughs> that counts. That, that does count. I played it. I was like 13 playing it on a library computer. Maybe even younger than that. So literally my only MMO. You, you a couple weeks ago, were streaming you fighting the Ultima weapon. Yeah. And boy, howdy, there was a lot happening on screen. And I had absolutely no idea how to decipher anything that was happening. There were See, about, there were about, there about 90 icons <laughs> on the bottom of the screen. There were 80 people around. It looked like nobody was taking damage, but also like the this ultimate weapon that is supposed to be like Destroyer of Worlds was just like getting fucking wrecked by these I need like... To, I need to point out to you, the fact that I wasn't dying means I had two good healers on my ass. Cause I 60 was little mans just like hanging out there. I was very confused. And very overwhelmed, <laughs> and I just wanted to play my little cards and let my little little squirrels come out and get sacrificed <laughs> and go to bed. <laughs> I I like how your interpretation of the game is like, okay, what's he doing? Oh, he's fighting the end boss. This is really confusing. <laughs> like, yes, and, and also, can you believe um, that was called a dungeon at that point? Uh, there are raids which are 24 people. The thing that you saw was eight people. Uh, so when there's 24 people, it's pandemonium, and I love it. Because everyone's, uh, you're divided into three eight-man teams, and everyone's having to work together and pick different sides of the bosses to try to, like, attack and annoy and distract. And all the tanks are working with each other, like, I'll tank him this side, and you'll tank him that side, and we'll tank him that side. It's dope. It's really, really fucking cool. Like, if you love the, if you love the camaraderie that comes with a Destiny raid... Um, that is, what is that, eight people? Six people? Six. Yeah, 24 people all working together, and everyone has a defined job. The healer has a defined job. The DPS people have a defined job. The tanks, there's only three of those. 
They have a defined job. Everyone do your job, and we're gonna make it out of this alive. And sometimes the monster deals like an insta-wipe thing, where it's like they're about to cast something to the ground. Some uh, There was a creature, a behemoth we were fighting. Josh, you know what a behemoth is. I know what a behemoth is. I played Final Fantasy. I know this. There was a behemoth we were fighting, and it cast Meteor, and everyone typed in chat, HERE'S WHAT YOU DO! HERE'S HOW TO DODGE! <laughs> and the tanks have to, like, get up there, and they cast their barricade magic, and all the healers kind of run to the back, and all the DPS go to the back, and they're firing everything. It looks like something out of the fucking Avengers, is what I'm trying to say. See, and it's dope as shit! <laughs> this, to me, and it could be the fact that I've never played an MMO, maybe I'll get into it, maybe, just, like Eve, this is one of those things that sounds really fucking awesome in theory, and to hear <laughs> stories about it, and to hear people who come back from the war and tell the tales like you are, like, oh, dude, he was about to cast Peter in there, but like, and then barrier, and I'm like sitting here, like, yeah, but that sounds overwhelming, and <laughs> there's no chance that this ADHD mind at 32 years of age with three kids running around is ever going to have the mental capacity to understand and actually be able to do that. And that is the best part, Josh. Now, I know you're probably not going to play the game, but that is the best part for anyone that might be listening. If you feel like this sounds great, but it sounds overwhelming, the first thing the game does when you log in, after you create your character and everything, is what I said before. It invites you to the novice network. And you will have an entire friendly chat room I actually am impressed with the community of this game that will just walk you through anything. If you have any sort of question, they'll tell you what to do. If you're like, okay, at this point I want to join a clan, they call them uh, they call them guilds and they call them free companies. The game just says, okay, here are people looking for free companies right now. We'll auto-enlist you if they have auto-enlist on. So they'll just pop you into the free company. It's one of those games where you're never alone unless you choose to be. If you ever have a question... Oh, and the support system is hilariously funny. Um, because you could just pop in, and if you're on an RP server, like a role-playing server, which um, those are for the hyper-dedicated, and they actually respect your complaints. There's a story that went around on Reddit for a couple years ago where someone was RPing as a table, and someone else was bugging them, like, what are you doing? Why are you just holding still? Why are you just a table? And they con they put in the support tickets saying, hello, I'm RPing as a table, and this person keeps bugging me. And the offender got punished because they're like, this is an RP server. That person was a table. You yeah, need to respect gotta, their yeah, ability exactly. <laughs> to just be a table. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the game is so successful that... Um, Didn't they have to uh, temporarily, one, it is temporarily shut down sales of the game? because like, They stopped selling the game. <laughs> Imagine the chutzpah on the gaming company that says, we're suffering from so much success, we're not giving anyone new the ability to play <laughs> That is so good. What's wild is not like, it's not a brand new game. It's not a game that has just been like, oh, we're going to launch, and oh shit, we did too much. Like, this has been out for a while, and, and, and it just all of a sudden like, y'all, we, we, it's, it's too much, too quick. Shut her down. Shut her down. Uh, it's because they were offering the entire... There are five different versions of the game, and they were offering the entire first two of it just completely for free. And that's a lot of freaking content you get with the first two of it. That is hundreds of hours they just give to you for free. 
and I highly advise anyone that's curious to give it a shot. What do you got to lose besides the hard drive space? You're getting quite literally the best MMO I think I've ever played Question. for free. Yeah, what's up? Where do you download Final Fantasy XIV? If I, I were am glad you asked. Oh god. <laughs> oh buddy, he's got, he's got you. Checkmate. If if you type in Final Fantasy XIV, whether you want to spell with the Roman numerals or with the numbers, free trial into your Google browser or whatever browser you use, the first thing that'll pop up on February 22nd, mind you, that's when they reopen it, is how to download the entire thing for free. And then you get, I can't stress this enough, you get A Realm Reborn, which is the first release of the game, and All of Heaven's Word, which is jaw-droppingly good. I can't express how good of an expansion that is I've been playing so far. It is... It, it is deep. Like, it, it is the type of, like, RPGing that I've been waiting for type of deep. Um, you get all that for free. And then they're like, okay, if you want to go beyond this, you want Stormblood, you want Shadowbringers, and finally you want Endwalker, that's where you gotta pay the 60 bucks. But 90 bucks gets you all three of those. Um, I... What do you got to lose? Why not? Try it for free. Video games. Video games. They're pretty fun. Um, you know, this I guess is, who's this a good... Is, this is what happens when we do unscripted podcasts. The fact that we did not intend for this podcast to be MMO discussion slash destiny talk, but yet here we are a half hour in and oh boy. And, you know, it's... It, we didn't expect it, but you know it's inevitable. It's like it's like how all animals will eventually evolve into a crab. Yeah, um, yep. our all podcasts will eventually go into Final Fantasy fourteen or Destiny. Yep, <laughs> they will all honestly, all will converge. Honestly, I have nobody to blame but myself. I started it's it. True. It's my uh-huh. fault. I, it is very true. It sure is. I did it. I. After you're done with the witch cream, Josh. For free, up to level sixty. The raid is going to be in a pyramid ship. I'm not level sixty yet. I want to make that very clear. Level sixty is a healthy amount of content. I can't. The raid is going to be in a pyramid ship. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's going to be so sick. Stop. Hey, Josh. Uh, I don't know Mike. if we ever got this. Uh, did you ever? What did you think of inscription? Now that you, oh, yeah, I you believe beat it, have yeah. completed it. I, I have, I have finally completed an inscription. I beat it. Um, I very much enjoyed inscription. Um, it was. I'm really glad that I knew nothing about the game, and that even though the game had completely enveloped three of the main like ten people that I play games with. There was still such vague conversation that post the initial part of inscription, I had absolutely no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it's. I have not been that surprised by a game in a long time. Just with the the way that they altered the gameplay halfway the kind of augmented real life stuff that they added into that mm-hmm. and then you know taking the after the middle portion of when you finally play inscription 
than bringing the initial mechanics back, but changing them in a way. Yeah. Um. Now this is this is a question. I picked the the robot man to have my second portion with. If you pick the other scribes, scribes, do do you play their version on that you know third portion? You're uh, always with uh. You're always PO3 with three at the end. Okay. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, I th- I think I. I think, and like I mentioned in our Game of the Year podcast, I think, or maybe it was in the Inscription Spoiler cast, um, I think it's, what is so cool about this game is that not only does it have, like, does it, does it sell this really interest, these really interesting and, like, twists, it does it, like, like in the sound and art, where, like, you know, it this, like, you're in this, like, woody, spooky, like, kind of cabin thing, but then all of a sudden you're playing like this like earthbound Pokemon style RPG thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in some like dark, horrifying, cold, like deeply Very unpleasant, sterile. like sterile environment. Cause like Leshy's cabin is like kind of like cozy in a way, even though it's like horrifying, but like it, this is like a very different type of horror in like the third yeah. act so it's really like, cool in, like in PO3s you feel like you're about to be pro like there there is people have been experimented on and probed in a way that is very unsettling yeah like, big probing energy yeah not good bad vibe I mean so, <laughs> the vibe has changed and it's now probing so I guess we're getting into a bit of spoilers with uh, description um, PO3 has you like handcuffed to the table mm-hmm. and that's already like that that immediately makes it worse than the cabin oh yeah because like, oh, i'm just gonna get uh-oh yeah you're like uh-oh i may not be able to leave the cabin but at least i can get up from the table like i feel like i have a little bit of control over my life right now i mean you don't have i think i think ultimately leshy was the creepier one because you didn't know what or who leshy was and anytime you got like close to where the teeth are you just see the eyes and yeah if and when you lose you just and then it fades to black and you just assume i don't know leshy's cabin is a pretty effed up encounter but PNO three, I don't know if it's worse or not. I don't know. They're both different phases yeah. of like horrifying. And it's all bad. I think. And I think the the really nice thing is that like, it, so aesthetically, each of these places are like really different in very like striking and cool ways. Then the card game changes in, like, it's not just like a kind of a, a like a, uh, and then uh, Poochie went back to his home planet, haha, kind of thing, like kind of plot twist. It's very like. The the game changes very significantly, but it's still recognizably inscription. But the twist on it on the mechanics is big enough that like it's really like you kind of figure out like okay this whole thing is different, but then you you know how to find like the you know your like op cards and builds that mm-hmm. really like, by the time you're getting to the end of that act, you have like you've figured out this like new twist really well and yeah. it just they they, they did. Such a good job on that. And then I think, like, the epilogue is, like, a really, like, really interesting blend of, like, horror, but it's also bittersweet. Um, just, uh, it's, you know, and then kind of, like, the shock ending, like, 
It's just, oh, it's just, oh, it's just such a fun package. Yeah, like. I and my only, my only complaint is I know that you guys have downloaded a, a mod that like gives you, you know, kind of like a, a semi-endless mode and and all sorts of mm-hmm. post-game stuff. And I, I wish more something like that was more directly supported by the game because honestly, by the end of that game, I wanted. I wanted more and you know and and this could be just a mechanic of like the way that inscription works in like being part of the the game and the experience but like you know I clicked new game and it literally just started me back at like Leshy's cabin learning the mechanics of inscription get I'm like I just want to play more of that game and not like oh put a squirrel out and sacrifice like Fuck off yeah. with that. You oh, know? yeah. We'll, so we'll get the, to... the mod, uh, Casey's mod, you can get that right now for free. It's not difficult at all to install. But be aware it's in beta, and it is rough. Like, it's actually very unfair at points, and it tells you beforehand, like, hey, this is a beta. It's really uncool at the moment, but you're welcome to test it out. And they just nerfed the field mouse perk. God yep. damn it. It needed it, no. all right? I, I saw Gex the things you were doing. Gex War. Gex War. I, and I, I want to, you know, I want to download Casey's Mod and, and it, you know, explore that. But part of me, and it's this is not like, you know, t- detracting from the incredible experience that I thought Inscription was and, and mm. whatnot. But I'm just like, I wish that the post-game was a little more thought out of like, you know, I, you know. I would love to just play Leshy some more and, and experience that, or help even give me the opportunity to do a full run against the other scribes. Like, give me that opportunity to, you know, play PO3 again or play the other two and explore those mm-hmm. decks or or some sort of mashup instead of just saying like it's over and literally start from scratch again, again. That's a minor complaint of, of me, but overall, Inscription was incredible. Was not expecting that at all from what I heard about the game. And yeah, it was very good. It doesn't change my ranking in my list at all, having completed it. Noted. But it's still very good. What, what, what was your ranking for that one? I think it came I in at a three. Okay, all right. That's pretty all right. Ooh. Um, you you mentioned Poochie go to uh, space, uh, go going back to their home planet. Josh, have you seen the movie <laughs> uh, The Eternals? I have not. Okay, are you wanting to watch it? I mean, at some point I will have to to make sure I'm like up to date on on the MCU when when the next big tentpole comes out in theaters. But it, okay, because I I I wanted to like spend I guess ten minutes bitching about it. But if you haven't seen it yet, I will stay my tongue. Well, good thing we have a podcast dedicated directly to bitching about movies. That there is true. Are, there, there are three good things in The Eternals, and there are 300 other bad things. That uh, One of them being the runtime, and that is unforgivable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 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 we'll, we'll do it. We should, yeah. 
I'm not saying I'm dying to do a, a, an Eternals podcast, but because it would be boring. It's just like, oh, spoilers for uh, John Milton's Paradise Lost from 1667. Here, folks, sorry about that. <laughs> just FYI, it'll be um, the, it'll be the shortest Creed got robbed in unscripted yeah. history. No, there's a, if we were just to spin like half an hour dunking on that movie, there's a lot of meat on that bone. It's just like, but <laughs> what if you take the cool, like literally. It is the coolest idea or of a plot in conceived of by man, like in the history of us telling stories. The the single coolest plot you could have. What if you made that boring? Yeah. Marvel's the Eternals. Just I, I, yeah. Man. It, it, I have it a, is. Ooh, I have a video game actually. I'm gonna raise my hand, so therefore I get to talk now. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to all unscripted across the internet so that when we do the shitty Eternals Creek Guy Rob, you are notified. If, 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 uh, I played uh, the latest of the Dark Pictures anthology. I should say Sarah and I played through it. Uh, House of Ashes. And I had, I get, I had get, this gets the official mic had me hooting and hollering uh, <laughs> uh, a stamp of approval because um, real quick, some real shit, quick, real quick shit like how me. many people survived I got all we all all made it really and I'm gonna say Ray take off your headphones for one second I know you might edit this but uh, Salim made it home he got to see us he got, he got to go home not for me uh, oh my, no! My the the dipshit lieutenant got iced. Yeah, he and, was a dipshit. Um, yeah, black black site for him. Ouch! But uh, this was the fr- so for those who don't know, this is uh, is it super massive? Yes. I'm gonna look super massive. Yeah, super massive games. Is the maker really? uh, most pop, most probably you know known for uh, until, until dawn. dawn, kind of being their their trademark hit, and this is kind of a, a spiritual successor. Uh, this is the, uh, the fourth entry in the Dark Pictures anthology, um, which they, so since they started the Dark Pictures anthology post Until Dawn, which is not technically part of the Dark Pictures anthology, mm-hmm. they've always done like a next time in the in the, the series and for the first time they've kind of admitted like I guess this is a season because they said that the next iteration the next entry in the series is going to be the season one finale mm-hmm. yes which is very interesting um, but yeah so basically I think the con the, just to give kind of like the ground level concept for this so this is, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game this mm. one is set. I think it has a really, and these are all like horror games, basically, where your goal is like, your quote goal is to try and get everybody to survive whatever nonsense is happening. Um, I thought this setting was really interesting because it's set in Iraq in 2003, uh, which is a very busy time for the country of Iraq, um, as you can imagine. Lots was going on. Uh, yes, um, you know, fighting imperialist dogs and whatnot. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a very interesting setting for 
like it's something I didn't it, that was you know I hadn't played the other ones but I kind of want I might go back to them uh, we'll see but uh, I, I think that setting was just like really interesting and appealing to me because it's like well this is like a really a setting you don't see done often in horror um, and I think the story that they tell with it is maybe a, is very like it's very on the nose uh, but it also works really well, well uh, which I think, you know, is kind of how I feel about a lot of the game. It's like, you know, it, it is very, it leans very heavy into, like, the genre tropes and, like, the the kind of genre fiction of it. Like, you, like you all kind of know how the story goes, but you, it works, so who cares? Like... You know, a cliche is only a cli is, is only a cliche if it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and, and there, there are a it lot. It works in this game. There are there are a lot of times where you're like, I know what they're doing, but you're not mad about it. Like the way that oh, yeah. they frame things, or you know what kind. You know, it's at least early on when they start hinting at things and things are about to unfold, and you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen next, but you're not mad about it you're excited like, you're like okay like i think i know what's gonna happen next like it, you know in, in yeah. that capacity because you know you see the statue of you know uh unique sumerian god and you're like oh yeah here we go uh-huh and then you know act three happens you're like oh this is where they're doing and mm -hmm. it, it's like i've seen this before but also it rules and this whips yep uh Oorah. Yeah, oorah. That's what I have yeah. to say. The <laughs> Man. Every Josh, we should, we should talk. We should talk. We should, we should, we should, we should talk. We should do like a little mini um, series on that. We should also attempt, because I've, I've heard that the, the co-op mode is kind of interesting and also has slightly different stuff happening. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. and maybe even for the next one, or one of the older Ooh. ones, we do a a a Josh and Mike couples <laughs> like, multi-playthrough of one of the Dark Pictures games. So those but what did you play on? Did you play on medium or hard or easy? Uh, I think we played on we played on medium or easy. Um, so those button presses are quick. Okay. I need you to say that to my, my my wife. My wife. She's out here somewhere and, and could possibly hear me. Because she always gets on me for messing up QuickTime events. And I am notoriously bad at them because I lose focus. And I'm just, I'm getting old. My reaction times are not what they used to be. I literally will sit there sometimes because I played Xbox for so long that my mind always thinks in like Xbox buttons and I have to sit there. Oh, going, you're playing on PlayStation now. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, triangle, Son. square, circle, X, triangle, square, circle, X, try and remember. And then a quick time events will come and it's like an X and I'll hit a triangle. I'm like, like, oh, why? Fuck. So, but yes, some of those are really quick. Some of those are quick. I like, usually, I think it, it's, you know, I don't want to make any, it, it is kind of interesting. Like, once you play through it, like, you really want to go through and think about like, it's really fun to think about the structure of like oh it's interesting that you know x or y was always going to make it to this story beat or you can tell that this little section kind of assume or kind of is built that you they knows that you might not have this character here mm -hmm. like some sometimes you can kind of see like the 
you know, behind the, you can kind of see like, you know, the Disney magic happening behind the scenes or whatever. Um, like you can kind of, whatever you call that stuff, when you can see the things making the th- other things go, you can see behind the curtain. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, but it's in a way that is kind of fun to think about, like the log, the logic of how that all kind of comes together. Like that's kind of fun. Yes. Um, like it's interesting to see how, you know, they have like they they do because I wa- after we played through it, we watched a playthrough of some of the Waypoint guys doing it. Uh, you know, I think. I, and, and to me, I was like, why would they do that? I, I, I was like, it was funny because, like, you know, it, like their playthrough, it didn't, while well, I was watching their play, playthrough, and it's like, that doesn't feel canon to me. That's not what happened to me. Like, I don't like what they did with that character. They were too mean. I like how they played it. I like the way I played it instead. So, um, so I, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think just overall, it was a, um, it was exactly what I wanted, and like I said, you know, sometimes uh, it doesn't matter if you do uh, cliche stuff if it is uh, really good. So you know, it's just fun because then you just kind of then just me it kind of makes you feel like you're in on in on the joke, which is kind of cool. So, uh, quick question: Yes, uh, do I need to have played Until Dawn to appreciate House of Ashes, or would that help a lot? Uh, I don't think so at all. Um, I mean, no. you, you kind of get like you know, there you you would be like a little bit more familiar of like the how like the kind of gameplay itself works. Mm-hmm. But as far as like narratively or mechanically, it's not there. It's they're pretty independent. So um, you know, Until Dawn is fun, but I kind of think this one is a little bit tighter package for me. I don't know. It's well, they're definitely shorter. Uh, com- yes. uh, according to ca- HowLongToBeat.com. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the that's why I like I appreciate the the kind of switch to the um to the kind of the the like the anthology, anthology model because yeah. then it like it gets you because then it feels like less of a chore to like go back and replay it and like see how it breaks out differently if you make wildly different decisions it lets that you know you don't have to like sustain a good like no, you know kind what, of like three to five the, hours or so. Yeah, if you're if you're once you once you probably know what you're doing, like you can probably cook through it pretty quick, I'm sure. Um, and they're not like, they don't they're you don't not have to like sustain that. Yeah. I yeah, want to exactly. say brand new, they're forty dollars, and honestly, I got it on sale for twenty. Yeah, yeah, I think I picked it up a month or two after release at GameStop. Uh, you know, with like a twenty percent off kind of situation, so it was like thirty one or something like that. So you know, yeah, it they're they're very good they're very affordable and they you know they don't overstay their welcome kind of situation yeah okay i, I think right. it like at uh uh what was i gonna say um oh it reminds me of how like um i didn't particularly love the new the new twilight zones um and i think part of the the reason why those series struggle are like some of the newer ones because they're an hour long versus like the original series which are just half hour episodes and sometimes yeah. it's hard to like sustain a story like that and sustain that atmosphere without kind of it falling apart. Uh, and I think these are just like the length in for this was just like is perfectly paced, like which is very well done. Well, and uh, that's, in you know, Until Dawn was very good, but part of the reason it was longer 
is I feel like Until Dawn relied on there being another plot twist, which gave you yes. a a off ramp into another scenario. It's almost secretly like two games. Yes, if you really think of in a way that this one is not. Yes, you're very much correct because of the, the what is happening in in Act One versus Act Two essentially like are very vastly different, and because of things that happen and the plot twists, it, you know, it gives you that opportunity to explore more and have a few more hours of gameplay. But there's a where you know Until Dawn is very good, but it does start to wear on you because you're like you get that sense of games like this. You always feel like you're getting close to the end. And then when you're not, you get upset in a way, I feel like. So mm-hmm. I think that's called bad pacing. And I, I don't think yeah. I, I don't think that Until Dawn had bad pacing, but I think that the anthology model and, and doing smaller games more quickly is better suited for the kinds of stories that they're trying to tell. Yeah. I, uh, that theme quick. song bangs too, but oh, yes, sorry. it does. Stay one. That's I want so more. I want more of the curator. He should be. I feel Love like him. in the previous games he was more. Oh my god. More present, and I wish he was in this one more. Um, love him. The boat one sucks. Don't play it. Love a dark. Love a dark, mysterious uh, entity. You know. Uh, Pining mysteriously. Yes. Love it. Uh, there, there, for the last little bit of... Uh, I know we haven't talked a lot of gaming news beyond um, Bungie getting bought by Sony. But uh, I know I said that derisively, and I kind of mean it. So Bungie being bought up by some bigger entity is just another Tuesday to me. I don't know. <laughs> it just keeps happening. Um, but another piece of gaming news is um, the pricing model of... Uh, the new console generations. So, you know how like there, there are a lot of companies that are saying like, okay, the price of the new game should be seventy dollars. I'm rounding up the penny versus sixty dollars, right? So, Horizon Forbidden West just released a couple days ago. Actually, it released this past Friday or Thursday, and uh, the PS4 version is fifty nine ninety nine. The PS5 version is Did you know you could buy the PS4 version and you get a free upgrade to the PS5 version? They did this in anticipation of someone buying the PS4 version and being ever so fortunate enough to get a PS5 at a later date and then they get a free upgrade. So PS5 players are asking like, well, wait, why should I buy the PS5 version? And the official answer from... Ask PlayStation is we will answer further questions when the game releases. So now the game is released and they've gone a bit silent. Um, That's loud, dude. <laughs> Mike's I mean, like, yeah, cancel you your out. Pre- cancel your pre-order then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is odd. I, this is odd. Many people are calling it the PS5 tax. Which reminds me of the Switch tax. A Switch game mm-hmm. being digital is ten dollars off. Uh, you know they'll probably give you throw some bone at like the people who bought the PS5 one to be like, oh hey, you get a ten percent coupon on uh, the first DLC or something like that. You know what I mean? 
games. Right. It, it's just that there was a tangible, and I've played ver both versions back to back just to show one of my friends. There's a tangible and marked difference between the PS4 and the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remix. Um, for the sake of Josh, one's at 30 frames per second, one's at 60 frames per second. Job oh. done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you have the t if you have the TV for it, one's at 1080p, one's at 4K. Again, the job done. Um, but if there's literally no difference beyond the free upgrade, that seems kind of a Maybe you guys should have just charged the same price. I, I, I the know. The PS4 version is now seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might That's as well. the answer right there. There you go. That, yeah, there Good it is. Right. There, swoosh. <laughs> from from the half court swoosh. Might be also. That's it. Um, you, you know what? You know what hasn't happened in a really long time. Time for Josh's. Time for Josh's. Time for Josh, time for Josh, time for Josh's, Josh's Tech Minute. I still love so much that Ray has to go into the audio version and edit that audio in himself. So there's not just this long silence and pause and that just makes me so happy. There could be that pause. Who knows? I might be getting squirrely. Oh wow! All right. You so there's in, one minute in the in the <laughs> tech world, there is a lot happening. I know it's still basically impossible to buy a GPU right now, and Bitcoin prices are crashing, and who knows what's happening in global supply chains and whatnot. But in the back end, there is still a lot of stuff happening because there is competition like we haven't seen before, and and people are poaching each other, fighting each other left and right. And honestly, I think in the next two to three iterations of CPU GPUs, we're going to see some incredible leaps forward. Um, you know, we, we have the Intel getting ready to release their own dedicated graphics cards. And we're starting to see some benchmarks from it where the top-end Intel XE discrete GPU does not beat a 3070, but also... Intel in their first generation GPU is gonna get close to an RTX 3070, which is just fucking mind blowing. Um, you can also see that Intel is getting really serious about their GPU architecture, that they just poached AMD's lead architect for Radeon graphics. So, obviously, the move to have an engineer at the helm of Intel and them getting into the GPU space is, is creating some um, very real-world advances in that company of, of we are getting into competition again. We are getting into the discrete graphics card space. Um, we have the Radeon 6000 series mobile CPUs launching right now and absolutely crushing it and the new... Vega, I mean, Radeon graphics in those, absolutely crushing it. And then we had part of the, uh, I forget what event is happening right now, um, but NVIDIA just announced that they are spent $9 billion, billion with a B, setting aside 5 nanometer chip supply for their upcoming 40 series graphics cards 
the 4080 and 4090, which are rumored to be releasing in September of this time, uh, of this year, to be twice as fast as the current 3090. Um, Ray, you're muted. Here's where I have to step in. No one that legitimately wants one has a 3090. Why release the next series when people... One, less than a year later, where people are struggling to get the car. Imagine At if the point, PlayStation 6... It's been, it's been six, two years. The 3090 has is, it been two the years? The 3090 is two years old. No way. It came out in 2020. No. Oh my gosh, it's 2022. It's the beginning uh -huh. of 2022. Hold but on. But it's not coming out until September. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I, it just it, this just rings to me of like imagine if Sony announced a PS6 right now, and you got people that can't even get a PS5. Is what it kind of screams to me. I mean, in some capacity, yes. In some capacity, no. Like a lot of these roadmaps for architecture development and releases and fab space are set years in advance. So they're they're constantly working with Samsung, TSMC, and Intel to like say like in in two years we're gonna, you know, allocate this this upcoming process for X amount of wafers for X architecture at X price. Like in some capacity, regardless of the supply shortages, NVIDIA, AMD, people who don't have their own fabs can't come up and say, you know what, actually cancel our order because you know what's going to happen is Apple or other companies are going to come and say you know what we'll take that five nanometer fab time and you know the, the more we'll to find come we'll, we'll do something for we'll, we'll come up and do something with it or so especially with Nvidia losing 1.2 billion dollars in the failed arm acquisition you know they're they're not really just ready to part with a lot of money so them saying hey we're gonna we already had this five nanometer space we're gonna make sure we've allotted even more it was kind of inevitable that it was going to happen and in some capacity you hope that okay we're going to now have the 4080 the 4090 and that series of cards start to come out they're still gonna produce 30 series cards and they may not be the founders editions but in some capacity them having an even higher end enthusiast skew or skews can help those who want to get some of the more moderate tier 30 series a 3060 a 3070 mm -hmm. have less competition for those because the supply is better because the people who are scooping up and scalping things are going for the higher end stuff so in some capacity yeah, i see what you're saying ray but i also see why they would say let's continue on this roadmap let's get these things out there um especially because i think nvidia and amd both want ray tracing to be a thing so they're continuing it is a thing i mean it is but it's not like unless you have a 3090 there's no point in turning on ray tracing because yeah it makes your game look a little prettier but like it also makes it run worse so the, okay. Yeah. The yeah, better. Yeah. The better. The you know these GPUs are only gonna get better at their onboard ray tracing. You know the the RTX cores are only gonna get better. So 
keep getting those out there and giving people a reason to continue to invest in ray tracing. I will say, if you want some cheap, and bigger quotes, cheap ray tracing, get a 4K TV and a PS5 and mm, Montebello. That is some damn good. Uh, you, you're not you're not fighting a, a crypto bro for a card. You're just getting a PS5 and playing a video game as God intended, and you're, it looks really good when you turn on ray tracing on like Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift in Time, or FF7 remake, or any of the uh, other yeah, games. The that Destiny support 2 it. character inventory screen. Bump yes. that frame rate up. Uh, you can. Um, what game was it? Uh, Ratchet and Clank at Rift in Time, it still has ray tracing on when you turn it on to performance mode, so it's running at 60k 1080p. Uh, it's running at 60 frames per second, but 1080p, but it still has ray tracing effects. It's just that. turning off the 4k. Once you turn on a 4k, it drops the frame rate down to 30 frames. I can live with that. I can live with that. Yeah, I know some people that played the entire thing at 30 frames just because they wanted the 4k experience. I wanted 1080p, and I thought it looked great period still i don't know that that's just a cheaper version but i i do i do hope it gives me hope that more and more people are um part of my language stepping on their own dick in the crypto market and um maybe people can actually buy gpus to play games as as intended Look, if you're gonna buy 50 3090s to mine crypto you should at least know what a phishing email is I'm just, yeah. just saying. Just, Do you guys want to spend like three tip. minutes on that? On how uh, NFTs are Not before are I declare that on this podcast, um, I will send Joe Biden $5 if he declares that, uh, uh, if he issues an executive order to demand that get graphics cards go to gamers only. Yes, this will create a national registry of gamers. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> this I, is, I will give this him $5. <laughs> Uh, this is Mike's five, secret ploy for when he way. becomes president. That's right. He's like, give uh, me the registry. I have some calls to make. Right. <laughs> um, you ever see Captain America, the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, uh, uh, several times. I love you that know, movie, actually. I, got I some ideas in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's a joke, folks. Um, the, the, but uh, yes, uh, I, I did have a, a thing. What was I going to say about the tech minute? Uh... Josh has a lovely tech minute. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I would like we haven't to had one in a while. Card. I would like to have it be a normal price. Mr. President, would, what I'm will you do? About oh, here's another thing. Uh, if your country has any sort of precious metal that is used to mine graphics cards, uh, you should make sure you're friends with America. Uh, if not, um, uh, Godspeed. <laughs> uh, like... Uh yeah, there's a lot of silicon. Isn't silicon just like processed sand, basically? I know that's a very uh, diminutive way. They put to look lightning at in it. the rocks, Ray, and then it makes the the sparkles glow. That's Nuclear all. power is just hot rocks, and it makes water go poosh. That's it. That is the funniest <laughs> part about nuclear power. It's like, do you know what we do? We we fucking split an atom. We split an atom. Do you know what we know what what we use it? What we do with that? We make water hot. Make water really make hot water and make turbine hot. go burr. It's just it's that's fucking when you, incredible. It's when so you really get down to all energy generation, every piece of energy generation 
that mankind knows so far all is animal, all turbine-based. All based. animal become crab. All podcasts <laughs> become Destiny or Final Fantasy. All energy <laughs> generation become turbine. Steve. It's it's just turbine spinning. That's it. The mag magnetron turbine spinning. Hydroelectric. It's just putting a turbine in the water and make it watch the turbine. Not get that spun there's like the a water. ton of things that are haha funny about like nuclear power, but that is one of the very funny. That is one of the. Fa it's like, hey, do you know what the yeah. same thing like the fucking locomotive does? That that's basically what a nuclear power plant does at the end of the yes. day. Yes, it's the same fucking <laughs> thing. It's it is. That, like, how is it I, possible? Like mods, I, I, mods. I hope mods. for the day where we figure out something beyond just turbine spinning. Obviously, there's uh, photovoltaics, which is really cool. But then we, you know, when you get to like areas where there's like, you know, I don't know, the sun is not there for six months out of the year. You're like, uh oh, we need a turbine to go spinning. <laughs> yeah, you, you just you read about like that the heat death of the universe and then you just learn that all our universe ever existed for was just to just to heat water and like <laughs> turn a cosmic turbine in the multiverse the that's sun the is just a big turbine <laughs> it's just that's a what big all cosmic this is for ray is spinning oh my out. gosh oh my gosh wait uh-huh I know you're gonna hate me for this, but legitimately, stars do rotate to produce the energy uh -huh. for the fusion that they create. Oh no, it's all turbine! I always say, you're either the steam or you're the turbine. <laughs> you always get say this, you've been saying busy, it for years. Get busy living or get busy spinning. <laughs> well, do you know where you can hear the hot steam that turns the turbine that is unscripted gaming? Where? Oh, where? <laughs> At unscriptedgaming.com, you can find links to all of the places we are on the internet. We are on Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast. We're on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. We are on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere you want to get us in your earballs and your eyeballs and listen to us continue to the turbines of this amazing podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. My name is Ray. I can't believe you said to spin the turbines of this amazing podcast. I love that. My name is Mike. Peace. <laughs>